In today's show, it's time to look at Dynasty Rookie Rankings after the 2023 NBA Draft. We know who's going to be number one, but what do you do at number two? We'll find out. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore beeble, on TikTok at redrock underscore beeble, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. We are available on all platforms. So we're here now after the NBA draft, and we're looking at Dynasty Rookie Rankings. I'm going to do it for Category Leagues. We're going to do it for Standard Yahoo Points scoring settings as well. Um, there won't be huge differences depending on whatever you decide to throw in. Or we actually take away stuff for inefficiency and we've got bonuses. That's impossible for me to be able to judge all that sort of stuff. You can make those tweaks. And again, there's very much um, a lot of subjectivity that goes into this. I tried to make this as an objective uh, pr- process in me doing and producing these rankings. A lot of factors go into it. Age of the player, um, my rank of the player on my big board, their actual draft capital that went into them, plus their translated fantasy numbers taken from their last season, whether that was in Europe, at the G League, uh, in college, or playing at the Ignite, um, pace adjusting that, uh, and reducing it down, and then trying to figure out ways to see how that translates in the NBA. There hasn't been much done in terms of these rankings, in terms of team fit, because a lot of the times in Dynasty, that's not really what we're looking at. Because... Team fit, and we know the NBA, like the rosters, unless you're a real star, like rosters change so often. And in three years' time, you'll have two, three guys left on the same roster. So while the fit might not be great for, say, let's give an example, James Nagy right now with Mark Williams and Nick Richards currently ahead of him, and who knows, they play small with PJ Washington. If he comes back, I don't know. Nagy might not play a single second this year. But we're looking at, oh, maybe he develops in two years and then they move off of Mark Williams or Nagy is traded and acquired another deal, whatever it is. So we're looking for four, five, six years in the future for a lot of these guys. So we've got separate category league rankings. We've got points league rankings. They are put into tiers. So in my opinion, the players in the same tier are close enough that if you prefer somebody else in that group, take them. So they are ranked one through, I go through to about 65, I think, overall. I've got 120 blokes in my overall ranking list. We'll maybe go a little bit longer after summer league because this will change. We get more of an idea of not only how they play, but how the team envisages what they do, what they do in different sort of roles, that does impact somewhat, somewhat in Summer League. I won't do huge changes, but it will have some sort of an impact. So we'll do another post-Summer uh, League Dynasty Rookie Ranking show. But here we are. We're ready to go. Warnie. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> All right, in tier one, I'm not going to spend any time on this because in a category league and in a points league, if you don't take Victor Wamba, Victor Wembanyama number one, I think you're making a gigantic mistake. I don't know what we need to talk about extra here. This is a player that in a dynasty startup goes number three overall, I think. Definitely top five in a dynasty startup. There will be people in a redraft league that take him first round. I will not take him first round in a redraft league. I will not take him second round in a redraft league. 
I don't think I will even take him in the first half of the third round, but I don't know that yet because redraft is way more influenced by fit and free agency and games played and all that sort of stuff. There's way more influence of that in a redraft situation. And I think Womanyama is not going to touch 70 games. Um, and I think there's going to be some inefficiency issues early on in his career, and that's going to have an impact. So I, it, this isn't about redraft rookies, but the question will get asked in the comments or on Twitter for sure. Like, where, well, where do you take him in a redraft, Josh? He's definitely first or second round. Well, maybe. He might he might go there. I'm definitely not doing it. I, I won't be taking him first or second round. Even if when I project his stats out, they come out looking 18th. I wouldn't take him second round. Right, I, But I don't know where they're going to come out yet at this point when I do my overall season projections. But that's a long way of me saying that Victor Wembanyama just goes at pick number one in all dynasty rookie drafts. This is where things get more interesting. And for category leagues, I was a little bit surprised that it did actually come out this way, but this is how it came out. We have tier two. There's three players in it. And it came out in the exact same order of the, as the draft. Number two is old mate Sterling Henderson. Jesus, God, Sterling. Number three is Amen Thompson. And number four is Asar Thompson. I think he's talking to you. Now, I say it went the same order as the draft. It did, if we ignore the bloke who went number two, which we'll talk about later. Um, maybe it's maybe I meant to more say it went the same order that I had these players. Scoot at two, Armin at three, Asar at four. These guys are all in the same tier to me. It is really hard. There is a risk with the Thompsons. Their stats coming out of Overtime Elite are insane. It's like three blocks and 1.8 steals and eight rebounds, eight assists per game. Like These are numbers that break fantasy, even if they can't shoot. They are numbers that make you top 10 player as a rookie, basically, if they translate directly across, which they won't. So it was really hard to sort of figure out where they are. And I put a lot of different factors onto translating these numbers to try and get it to make some level of sense. But we still don't know. After having one player come out of Overtime Elite and play in the NBA, the other guy who's come out of there is Jean Montero, who's playing over in Spain at the moment, playing really well. But we don't, still don't know how when any of this stuff translates. So that, that's a risk. And that's why I do have Scoot above Amen and Asar in this tier, even though they are still all in that same grouping. So if you wanted to take Amen at two, I get it. There's way more risk associated with that just because of the statistical issues, but there's a very easy argument that a man ends up as the second best player in this draft. Very easy. Better pass than Scoot, better athlete than Scoot. There's a lot that can happen that's good for him, but it might not. But to me, my tier two for category leagues is Scoot, it's a man, and it's a Sar. In that order. But they are the same tier. For points, it came out a little bit different because a lot of the value in a man and a Sar coming through was the big steal and big block numbers, especially for their position. That doesn't translate as well for points leagues. So tier two for points leagues, it's only Scoot. That's it. It's only one player. So we've got a tier one of Victor, a tier two of Scoot. So in both formats, dynasty rookie drafts, and if you've had your dynasty rookie draft already, stop it. You should wait till after summer league. But if you have had it already, has there been a scenario where it hasn't been Victor and then Scoot? Has someone just gone with draft order and taken Brandon Miller at two? That would be interesting to see. Tier three is where we head to now. And the tier three for category leagues is pretty chunky. We go all the way down to player number 10 for category leagues, whereas for points leagues, in tier three, we're only at pick four. We might as well just do points leagues first here because at number four or number three, it's Amen Thompson. Number four, it's Asar Thompson. So it's the same four players across category and points leagues. And a lot of the time when I was doing this dynasty tier stuff through the draft show and prior stuff, people going, man, is this categories of points? Okay, it's categories, but it's not a huge, huge difference in terms of how these players come out because there is so much value still put into age, draft stock, and overall player prospect ranking versus purely, strictly single-season fantasy numbers. 
So it is the same order there. A men at three in points leagues and a sar at four in uh, in points leagues. Tier three for category leagues, as I said, gets a lot bigger. When we get to tier four, you'll see the points league tier four is a lot bigger to get us back to even standings. I've got six players in tier three for category leagues. We've got Brandon Miller. There's Taylor Hendricks. I've got Jarris Walker. Got Derek Lively at number eight. So Miller at five, Hendricks at six, Walker at seven, Lively at eight. We've got, now there's been some consolation about the pronunciation of this guy's name, Kaysan Wallace. Ah, shout out to the 10 people who understand what that is. Number 10 in my tier three dynasty rookie rankings is Bilal Kalabali to the Wizards. So tier three, four categories is Brandon Miller at five, Hendrick six, Walker seven, Lively eight, Wallace nine, and Kalabali 10. So that is my top 10 dynasty rookie rankings. And we've done the points ones already. We'll get through to tier four in a second, but today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Constructing a championship team, whether that's a dynasty league or a redraft fantasy league or a real NBA team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. And it's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know that the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Broncos country, let's ride eBay guarantee fit only available to US customers, eligible items only, and exclusions apply. Okay. Let's look at tier four. As I said, it's much bigger of a tier for points leagues than it is for category leagues. So we're sort of back on even, even uh, standing between the two formats here. For tier four for dynasty category leagues, number 11 is Anthony Black. Mr. Black. And number 12 is Cam Whitmore. So Whitmore, prior to the fall in the draft, was up at the top of Tier 3. So he's moved down a tier because of this fall in draft stock. With Part of it is apparently interviews, and he's very reserved and quiet, which seems a weird reason not to draft someone. And there was some medical stuff there as well, which I don't really know about. He did have, I believe, a broken leg back in high school, but that wasn't a problem through for him in college. So he has fallen a little bit, and it just I wasn't high on Black personally for my rankings, and his fantasy translations weren't ideal with some of the poor shooting and not particularly strong assist numbers. So he is there at a n- number 11. So Black is well below his draft position, which was number six, and Whitmore is well above his draft position, was was at number 20. But if Whitmore had have gone where the mocks expected him to go, he would have been right up there, Yeah, actually knocking on the door of that tier two, slightly behind a men and a sub, but you could have, I, I, there's certain ways that I tweak, tweak the formula where Whitmore did push himself, mainly because of his age, he's only 18, but he did push himself into that same tier with Scoot, a men and a sub. But now he moves down to 12 in tier four for category leagues. The tier four for points leagues is much broader. It goes through for... Um, from uh, number four, which actually wasn't number four, it's number five, number five all the way through to um, number 10. Yeah, that's right, number 10. 
I just realized that the numbering on these graphics is just, it's one off on some of them. So I apologize. It is Miller. Miller is at five um, through to Derek Lively at 10. And then on the next um, slide, you'll see the rest of tier four, which is Case and Wallace coming through. So for category leagues, it's Black and Whitmore. For points leagues, we've got at five, it's Brandon Miller. Number six is Jarris Walker. Number seven is Taylor Hendricks. Number eight is Bilal Calabali. Number nine is Anthony Black. A little bit higher in points leagues because you're going to get the ding on field goal percentage. Number 10 is Derek Lively, and then um, I'll bring it across in a second, but 11 to finish off Tier 4 for points leagues is Kaysen Wallace. So it's seven-man Tier 4 for points leagues. Miller, Walker, Hendricks, Calabali, Black, Lively, and Wallace in that order, but relatively interchangeable because of the tier that they sit in. So we've got uh, Kaysen there at number number 11 in points leagues, and yeah, similar same tier as Brandon Miller. All right, and then we go through to Tier 5, which is very much a one-tier, one-player tier for points, and we've got four guys in there for category leagues. For a points league, it's Cam Whitmore coming in at number 12. For category leagues, we've got four guys, 13 through to 16. Brandon Pajemski at 13, Kobe Bufkin at 14, Grade A Dick at 15, and the speaker, Keontae George at 16. So, Bufkin, real-life pick 15, Dick 13, George 16, all in that same area. Pajemski jumps from 19 up to 13. Uh, just an unbelievable fantasy translation. Lower level of competition was going to impact him. The role for Pajemski early on is going to be relatively small, I would guess, with Steph, Clay, Chris Paul, amazingly. Um, Moses Moody's still there. Gary Payton's still there. He's not going to play much initially, but that's a more of a long-term investment. Whereas for points league, sitting at number 12 and in tier five, there's only one player in that list, and that is Cameron Whitmore. Tier six is a huge one for points leagues. We've got 10 guys in that in that tier. For category leagues, it's just six players. Let's have a look there. For categories at number 16, it is Leonard Miller. Even though he only went at pick 33 to the Timberwolves, I still really... He's unbelievable fantasy translations. He's very young. We see second-round players produce numbers quite often. And I think you're having... They are, he is equal with these other guys in this tier. like they're, Or similar, not equal, but close enough that you, if you wanted to take Miller and ding him down because he did slide to the second round, you want to ding him down behind some of these other players, go ahead. But Miller's fantasy translations out of the G League were great. So I've got him at, at 17. Noah Clowney and the pimple Derek Whitehead are 18 and 19. Both the Brooklyn guys went back-to-back in the draft, and they are back-to-back in my dynasty tiers. Number 20 is Jet Howard, even though he did go at 11. That did bump him up because he wasn't at number uh, 20 in my dynasty tiers. I'm not even sure he was a tier 6 guy, but the fact that the Magic took him that early, I, I do really worry about him being a super-level player and not and definitely not worth that pick, but... The shooting ability with some efficiency issues, efficiency value and some scoring value puts him here at number 20. Uh, 21 is Bryce Sensibor. Again, dinged him for some of the medical stuff and the fact that he slid down in the draft, but an elite shooter, pretty good scorer. An opportunity for minutes there in Utah is interesting in terms of an initial bump. And then the last guy I have in tier six for category leagues is Jordan Hawkins. So you see those shooters there, Howard, Sensibor, and Hawkins, all going in tier six. I've got the order Miller, Clowney, Whitehead, Howard, Sensible and Hawkins through tier six. For points leagues, there's a lot of players here. This starts at number 13 in tier six. So it's Kobe Bufkin, followed by Brandon Pajemski at 14, Grady Dick at 15, Noah Clowney at 16, Jed Howard at 17, and Keontae George through at number 18. Remember, those numbers there are one off on the graphic, and I'm sorry about that. 
Um, the rest of tier six for points leagues at number 19, it's Jalen hood Shafino. At number 20, it's Leonard Miller. At 21, it is the pimple Derek Whitehead. And number 22, it is Bryce Sensible. So that brings us both both points and category leagues are now at the same spot. The top 22 are off the board, six tiers in. And we're going to go through and look at tier seven. So for category leagues, there are three players in my tier seven. At 23, it's Jalen hood Shafino. Some really bad translation numbers for him coming out of college. He's a little bit older. He's already turned 20, so he's in the Miller-Thompson range versus the everyone else in the top top area of the draft, your 19-year-old range. Um, I don't know what happens with him with the Lakers this season. They've got some decisions to make with their roster. I think he can develop into a good player, but he is a little bit lower for me, while a guy who jumped up at number 24 here in Tier 7 is James Naji, and that's the name that I referenced at the start of the show. Yeah, he probably won't play at all. He might not even come over this year. He's going to be behind Mark Williams and probably Nick Richards, but I'd expect that he could take over from Richards really quickly. Can he be better than Mark Williams? I don't know about that. Can he be a good player still? Yeah. But yeah, he's obviously not as high as we had Mark Williams in Dynasty Rookie ranks last year, where Williams was maybe top 12 or top 11. Uh, Najee's not that high, but he's still in a pretty good spot. While at 25, it is Jaime Huckers Jr., Huckers was picked at 18 by the Heat. I didn't love that pick there. He is an older player. He'll be 23 really soon. He's a poor shooter. He's a good player. He's a solid passer. He doesn't really do anything that stands out massively statistically apart from steals, and that's why he is down a little bit lower for the Category League Dynasty rookie ranks. For points leagues, only two players in my Tier 7. Number 23 is Jordan Hawkins, who only shoots threes. That's not that valuable in points leagues. And number 24 is the aforementioned James Naji as well. So that takes us through now to Tier 8 for our Dynasty rookie ranks and Tier 8 for Category leagues is really, really big. We're talking like 12 players big, whereas for points leagues, it's very skinny. We've only got two guys in tier eight for points leagues, and that is the Charlotte Hornets' Nick Smith at 25 and the Miami Heat's Jaime Jaquez Jr. at number 26. So both of those guys sit there. Smith has way more upside than Jaquez, but I'm not sure what his role is behind Ball and Rogier and you know, with the efficiency issues and size and you know, slimness issues that that drops him down there is a lot more upside in him on the category side of things well we're going to go through from 26 through to 37 here in this grouping at number 26 it's Chris Murray from the Blazers 27 it's Marcus Sasser from the Pistons he did get a boost because the Pistons for some reason decided to trade up into the first round to draft a third string point guard but he does have nice um, scoring shooting passing and steal numbers which translate well 28 for category leagues is Nick Smith in tier 8 29 is Ben Shepard, who went at the end of the first to the Pacers. Eventually, I'd expect that he could take over from a Buddy Heald in that role, but he's probably not going to be more than a points and threes option. Number 30 is Julian Strouder. Really good rebound rate coming out of college and a pretty strong three-point shooter. And with the potential of Bruce Brown moving on, whether this year or in the future, or KCP getting older and falling out, Strouder does have, I think, low-end starter upside. Never going to be a huge elite-level player, but a strong enough guy. And then at number 31 in tier 8 for... um, Category leagues is Tristan Vukcevic, who translated amazingly well coming over from Partizan. I don't know that he comes over to the Wizards this season, but he's an elite shooter. So this is a guy you might look at who can shoot 40% from three and 55% overall from the field and hit two and a half threes a game with 14, 15 points, but six, seven rebounds and not much else. The worry is defense and how he stays on the court. That's why he's down that far. He also was a second round pick for the Wizards as well. The rest of tier eight for category leagues at number 32, it is Olivier Maxence Prosper. 
who was traded from the Mavericks to the Kings for a grand sum of zero. So he goes there. He doesn't have the best fantasy translation game. He also is a little bit older. He's 21. He's got some okay steal numbers. I worry a bit about the shot, and that's why he's down this low. 33 for the Kings is Colby Jones. Bit of a jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none sort of a player for fantasy, but good enough to be a rotation guy in the league. 32 is Kobe Brown from the Clippers. Uh, Not 32, 34, sorry, is Kobe Brown. He went at the end of the first round. He had a very good translation stat set. Uh, Good percentages, good shooting, some rebounding, defensive numbers, and passing. But he's older, he's a little bit thicker, and I'm not sure he's going to play a huge amount initially. 35 is C.D. Sissoko. Really strong upside. My problem there is just how far he fell in the draft. But this is a guy that could very easily start for this team in the future. Probably won't be straight away, considering Vassell and Keldon Johnson are still there, and Sohan. But I like Sissoko. 36 is Amari Bailey. Um, Just a, a bit of a flyer shot there for the Hornets. 37 is G.G. Jackson. Part of the reason why he's this low is just falling as far as he did in the draft to 45. Also, apparently the Grizzlies are going to put him on a two-way deal, which for a guy that theoretically could have been a top five pick in next year's draft, is pretty crazy to see him fall this much. He's young. This time next year, he's going to be the same age as like Scoot Henderson is now. And Scoot's still young as a draft prospect. So we're talking about a guy that's got plenty of time to develop into a good player. And when we're talking about flyers on him versus the guys who say in, sit in tier nine and some of the older players that are coming up in tier 10 and 11, you take that flyer on GG, even though he fell in the draft and he is in a spot where he's not going to contribute much immediately, I, I would guess. Let's head to tier nine now. For points leagues, we've got um, a bit more of a chunky tier here. We've got 10 players overall in this tier. We start at 27 with Chris Murray. Then it's 28 for Prosper, 29 for GG Jackson. His inefficiency doesn't ding him as much in a points league. Still, all those same risks still apply. At number 30, it's Julian Strouder. 31, CD Sissoko. 32 is Colby Jones. I should have done it the other way around. Um, let's bring over the rest of tier nine for points leagues here. Um, ben Shepard at 33, Amari Bailey 34, Julian Phillips 35, and Marcus Sasser 36. That rounds out tier nine for points leagues. If we go back to category leagues, again, this is why I should have done it the other way around. For category leagues at 38 in tier nine, there's only three players. 38 is Max Lewis from the Lakers, much like Colby Jones, but probably in a spot where well, he went later than Colby Jones, so that dings him a little bit. He is, um, again, a master of none sort of a player. He's got some shooting issues at times, or he can be a great shooter. I like him as a player. Is he a long-term starter? I'm not sure. Is he like Lonnie Walker, maybe? If you use the Lakers comparison, maybe. That's not a great fantasy guy. Number 39 is Julian Phillips, who can't shoot, but is young and has got upside. And the same goes with number 40 there, Jordan Walsh, who is a really good defender, but can't shoot. And Walsh can generate some good steal numbers. Phillips can do a little bit more than that, but they're not particularly high upside players, I don't think. Let's take a look there. Over at number or tier number 10 um, for points in category leagues. For or category leagues at number 41, it's Andre Jackson Jr. for the Bucks. 42 is Ryan Rupert for the Blazers. Blazers and 43 is Jalen Pickett for the Nuggets. Pickett, uh, well, let's go to Jackson actually. Uh, can't shoot, low usage, no offense, but good steals, good defense, good player. He will get minutes. He could easily take minutes away from the development of Marshawn Beauchamp. He could take minutes away from a Javon Carter. I think maybe best case scenario, he's, he turns into Javon Carter in the NBA, and that has a level of use. Repair is in a situation where there are going to be minutes there. He plays in the future. He plays on the wing, and they've got you know, Cam Reddish and Nasir Little and Matisse Thibel. Absolutely no stars in that group. So in two to three years' time, Rupert could be a starter. I worry about shooting for Rayan, but 
we'll see how that goes. And then 43 is Jalen Pickett, just they grabbing. I don't love the, I like some of the Nuggets picks. Strouder was good. But then they just went, we're taking all 23-year-olds in the hope that they contribute immediately. And again, I think that's a fallacy. That's just not a guaranteed thing that older players contribute right away. Sometimes they do, sure, but not always. And Pickett did have an okay translated game out of Penn State. But I don't know that that works particularly well in the NBA. 30 or for tier, tier 10 in points leagues, 37 is Vukcevic from the Wizards, 38 is Max Lewis from the Lakers, 39 Jordan Walsh, 40 Ryan Rupert, and 41 Kobe Brown to end out tier 10. We go through to tier 11, and we've got seven guys for category leagues and three guys for points leagues. At number 44 in a category league, it's Hunter Tyson, another older player, elite shooter. He's not going to be asked to do much else. I'm not really sure he can do much else, but the three-point shooting gives him some value. Number 45 is Mohamed Gaye, who was traded from the Celtics to the Hawks. Won't get minutes immediately with Collins and uh, Jalen Johnson there, or even Capella and Okongwu. But he's got offensive upside as a big man. 46 to the Kings is Jalen Slauson, who was picked really late. He's got an elite fantasy stat set, and the Kings would, you know, they need players on the wing. And maybe Colby Jones fits that, but if Slauson can actually fit, like, or can actually start to play well in the NBA. Like, this is one where he's probably a tier eight guy if he finds a regular rotation. I'm just not sure that he does. A little bit older as well. 47 is Seth Lundy, really good shooter for the Hawks. 48, Jalen Clark coming off the injury. They've named him on their summer league team. I don't know that he's going to play or if he's just going to be part of the team, but I didn't think he'd be ready to play. 49 for the Suns is Tumani Kamara, a 3 and D type wing, a Tory Craig sort of player maybe to replace in the future. And at number 50 is Trace Jackson Davis for the Golden State Warriors. Now, Trace Jackson Davis has absolutely elite fantasy translation numbers. Absolutely elite. The problem is, is he's over 23 years of age and he was picked at pick 59 or whatever it was. 57. The second last pick in the draft. So absolutely no draft capital in him. Now, some of that is, it's a little bit harder to understand because a lot of teams wanted him on a two-way and his agent said no. So he went to a team that would sign into a full full contract, which the Warriors did. So maybe he's like the 38th best player. His agent didn't seem to communicate that to him when Jackson's out there complaining in the draft, tweeting out, oh, you're going to regret this. So I don't know how much validity I put to that because you would think that if the agent told him, hey, look, no, you're going to slide because we're getting you a guaranteed deal that he wouldn't be out there bitching and moaning, but I don't know. So which side of that is true? Regardless, elite stat set translation, Jackson Davis, I don't think it actually translates to real-life numbers. And even though those translations were awesome for him, I don't think he's going to be able to have that level of usage or that level of shot blocking uh, in the NBA. So while there is some upside in him, and out of all of this tier, I do have Jackson Davis at 29 just because of age and draft capital. If it push came to shove in a fantasy draft, I'd probably take him ahead of all of those guys, except maybe Slauson, just in terms of overall fantasy upside. Full points leagues, tier 11's got three guys. Andre Jackson, 40, 43 is Jalen Pickett, and 44 is Muhammad Gay in that situation. Let's go to tier 12 as we get towards the end of these tier rankings. For the first um, undrafted player is appearing here in tier 12 for category leagues, and you notice that category leagues are a long way ahead of where points leagues are in this situation. Number 51 for category leagues in tier 12 is Terquavion Smith, a two-way contract with the Sixers. Now, the Sixers signed him and two other guys immediately, Ricky Council the fourth, and as well as Tabalas, immediately to two-way contracts. Turk is a guy that I thought should have got drafted, but it could again be agent manipulation. He's got primary scorer usage upside. Don't think he ever gets that role in the NBA, but that's just an interesting player to have a crack at. 
Number 52 is Amani Bates from the Cavs. He's got um, usage and shooting potential upside, but I'm just not even convinced he plays much in the NBA at all. 53 is Jalen Wilson from the Nets. 54 is Jajan Gortman from the Bucks. Um, he just signed a two-way from, for, for, with them coming out of Overtime Elite. Really strong steal numbers coming out of OTE as well. 55, another two-way player, Adama Sonogo with the Chicago Bulls. Translated really well coming out of UConn. A little bit surprising he was undrafted. The Bulls usually don't use their two-way contracts very much at all. But just getting... He's got the ability, I think, to develop into a backup big man in the NBA. And at 56 to end Tier 12 for Category Leagues is Mojave King uh, from the G League Ignite, who went to the Pacers just after having a roster with no forwards at all. They really did get some forwards with Jarris Walker and Mojave King. And he's got... The shooting's a bit of a concern. I do think there is value in that, but I think he's just an interesting-sized wing player who might be able to turn into some level of rotation guy. Tier 12 for points leagues. At 45, it's Hunter Tyson. 46, it's Trace Jackson Davis. 47, Amani Bates. 48, Seth Lundy. 49 is Terquavion Smith. And 50 is Tumani Kamara, a Belgian legend there at number 50. If we look now at Tier 13, for um, this is the last tier we're going to be looking at. These both of these are pretty significantly large tiers. We look at the first group of six there for dynasty category leagues. Number fifty-seven on that uh, in, tier, in tier thirteen is Isaiah Wong for the Pacers. Number fifty-eight is Keontae Johnson for the Thunder, a guy that might end up taking over the role of Kendrick Williams eventually, but a, an older player, of course, and a later draft pick. Number 59, two-way for the Mavs is Mike Miles Jr. Number 60, the last pick in the draft, Chris Livingston to the Bucks. Number 61, Jalen Martin, another overtime elite player who signed a two-way with the Knicks along with Jacob Toppin, but Jalen Martin's there at 61. Number 62 for the Clippers is Jordan Miller, who I do think will be on a two-way, but he was drafted by the Clippers. Let's catch up the rest of those points leagues, guys, If to start tier 13. 51 is Jalen Slauson. 52, Mojave King. 53, Jalen Clark. 54, Jalen Wilson. 55, Chris Livingston. And 56, Adama Sonogo. And then we go through to um, the end of tier 13. For category leagues, 62 is Colin Castleton from Florida. Interesting big man with great fantasy t- uh, translation stats. He's on a two-way with the Lakers. Number 64 is Demoy Hodge from Missouri, another pretty good fantasy translation player who signed a two-way with the Lakers. And number 65 is as well as Tabalis from Arizona, a big man who hasn't quite got the shot yet, but some interesting numbers for him on a two-way with the Sixers, and that ends Tier 13. And to end Tier 13 in points leagues, we had Keontae Johnson at 57 and Dallas two-way Mike Miles Jr. I will just quickly run through the rest of the names, if you want, for Tier 14. We'll start with Category Leagues. Um, it was Ricky Council, Oscar Shibwe, um, Marquise Noel, and Amari Moore. That's the end of Tier 14 for Category Leagues. And for Points Leagues, we had um, Jason Gortman, Isaiah Wong, Jordan Miller, Jalen Martin, as well as Tabellus, Ricky Council, and Colin Castleton, which takes us through to 65 there for the Points Leagues. And that's it. We are. I, I will do this after the Summer League and extend it much further out because we'll know more about two ways. We'll know more about rosters. We'll know more about initial fits and two-year fits and all that sort of stuff. And we'll probably, honestly, with three two-way contracts per team now, Dynasty rookie ranks will probably push out to the 80s or even 100 when we go and do it. So just be aware that is going to be a little bit more um, in there. But it's not no point me trying to differentiate between 65 and 120 at this point where we don't know who will be on rosters, who will be getting two ways, who will be you know, heading to Europe, who will be playing at all. So that, that's why I just want to go too much further than that. Tomorrow, we'll do another draft recap show 
for the Central Division and the Southwest Division. We'll go through those 10 teams, and then we'll do the uh, Pacific and the Northwest the day after that. Follow this podcast, you won't miss a show. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app and on YouTube. Thumb it up. Leave those comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.